With this week's press lunch and audio, you're going to hear first from head coach Mike McIntyre, then quarterback Stephen Montez and Philip Lindsay, followed up by defensive players Rick Gamboa and Dante Weekly. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving, and uh, um, just uh, this is always a time you know you can reflect, but it's always a time you definitely should be thankful, um, and it's also hard on a lot of people too. Um, because it brings back a lot of family memories that people aren't at your things. And so I always feel for that, too. Um, be thankful for all the time you have with everybody you have. At, um, so, And be thankful we live in this country. Um, I know we have a lot of issues, but I'm thankful I live here and don't live a lot of other places. I can tell you that much. So, um, all right, I'll take any questions at this time. you got your own mic, so I'll let you go first. You go first. Mm -hmm. So you had a bye week. Uh -huh. Now the kids don't have school. It right. seems from the outside two really good opportunities to get some good preparation for Utah. Just talk mm -hmm. about what the team's been going through the last two weeks and where the preparation stand. Yeah, um, we've had good practices. They've been energetic. Uh, the, the guys have um, been excited about um, playing this game. There's a lot on the line. And, uh, you know, some of the guys that were banged up a little bit after the game or, uh, or got banged up during the game or are doing well, so that's good. And hopefully we'll have everybody back. We're not sure on everybody yet, but uh, we've got a lot of guys back. Um, and they're healthy and excited about playing. It's always, this is always a big game. It's always a close game, exciting game. It's, it's always fun to play um, at Utah. Their crowd's always into it, so um, our guys will be ready to go. Like with, uh, with Jared Marplonsky, uh, going down to torn ACL. Uh-huh. Um, first, talk about that, and then also, um, any plans? Is there anybody you can move there to create some more depth that type of position for this one week? Uh, no, not really. Um, you know, we've used, um, in our heavy packages, you know, Bo Bishrock can play back and kind of like the H-back, which he's done. Um, and then we've got Eddie Lopez, who plays in those heavy packages. Um, and then... Um, We've got, of course, Chris Bounds and uh, George Frazier. So we're okay. Um, if we get anybody else hurt, we'd be in a big, big trouble. We've, you know, of course, we could use, we've used before in the past, and we've practiced it. We've used a tackle at one of those spots, um, when, um, that type of thing, some of the heavy packages. Mike, I'm sure this is a topic that comes up every year when you play Utah. It's sort of the natural rivalry in history mm -hmm. going back to the 60s. You guys come to the Pac-12. Is this any closer to being a real rivalry as opposed to uh, maybe a forced one just to kind of get you guys acclimated in the Pac-12? Um, you know, I was at, I've been asked that every single year. I think last year when we actually won and it was, ex, you know, kind of an exciting game. Um, and then this year, so there was a lot riding on the line last year. And then this year um, there's a lot riding on the line. And I think the very first year of the rivalry they created in the Pac-12, um, CU went down there and beat them, and they would have won the Pac-12 South. And so I think that it has kind of over the years now turned into something that uh, there's things at stake. Both, you know, one time we had it at stake, and, and then they had it, the Pac-12 South championship at stake, and now both of us are playing for a bowl game. And uh, so I think that there is some of that. And then people keep asking the question like you do over and over and over. I think that even creates it. Um, and so, uh, um, you know, we're uh, – you know, they have their big rival, of course, with, uh, with BYU. Um, we have our big rival with um, CSU. But I definitely think this is something that has turned into a little bit of a rivalry now. Do you think that maybe 
it's changed a little bit, especially from your playing days with these kids and these rivalries? Because it seems like after games, through recruiting and social media, all these guys know each other, they play with each other. It's right. almost like a, a big bonding thing after the game. I mean, is, is it kind of tough to try to you know, force this upon these kids? Or maybe just leave them to live in a different kind of era of college football? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you're, you're forcing on them at all. I just think that when there's things at stake, um, which I guess six of the years there's been something at stake, so um, for both teams, and uh, so I think this year with the, the opportunity to go to a bowl, they I know they both want to, and um, so I think that adds a little bit more to it. Coach, uh, this you know, basically being a sort of win or go home situation uh-huh. for both teams. Uh, I mean, are you expecting an intense atmosphere? Is that something you address with your team? Uh, yeah, I'm expecting an intense atmosphere for sure. Um, and then you'll, you know, when you play there, also it's always intense. You know, this, it's tight like our stands are. It's right on top of you, um, and it's loud. And uh, their fans do a great job there. Um, and so it's going to be, I expect, an intense atmosphere. And it's their senior night, so there'll be even more intensity added to that, I believe. So um, it's, it definitely should be an exciting um, evening. Bryce uh, statistically has had his best year. Uh, you talk about um, just what, what kind of year it's been for him, not only from a uh, production standpoint, but his blocking and leadership, things like that, just kind of the growth you've seen in him over his career here. Right. You know, you know Bryce um, has definitely grown a lot throughout his career, like most guys have. He's kept working at it. You know, um, last year he had a really good year because um, that was the first fall camp he ever went through completely healthy. And then he got hurt at the end of the year. Um, got his ankle. This year he went through fall camp completely healthy, and he's gone the entire season healthy. And that's why he's had his best year ever. He's stayed healthy because he's always been a good player, and um, I think that uh, his fortitude and and work ethic has um, propelled him to uh, um, keep getting better and better. And, you know, now he's had a full, complete year, spring practice, fall, and the whole season healthy. And uh, you can see what he can do when he has all those opportunities. As a coach, Mike, um, I guess it seems like coaches these days are a little leery about putting too much emphasis on games that could be a rival because they want to treat every game the same and no game means more than the other. But have you ever been in a situation where you banned your team from wearing another team's color or you've dressed up practice guys in, like, in the old days, he's trying to put practice guys in Nebraska uniforms. McCartney wouldn't let you wear red around the football complex. You ever done anything along those lines? Oh, they're still not allowed to wear red around the con. And, 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 yeah, because because of Coach Mack's uh, uh, thing that he did, um, and you, you'll you'll see somebody have something on red. One of the new guys and the older guys will tell them, "You're not wearing that again." And they even make them take it off sometimes. So we don't wear, they don't wear red still, um, and so we definitely still that's still a tradition here, um, and. Uh, it's probably not on everybody's mind as much because they don't play them every year the last game right. of the season. Uh, but, uh, um, no, we, I mean, when I played at Georgia Tech, we didn't wear Georgia red, you know, around at the Tech campus. Um, so I, I think that uh, that's something that's the back of people's minds. But um, we don't have anything like that for, for Utah or, or CSU or anything like that. Um, we tried to get the background Toyota in a different color. We couldn't get that done. <laughs> Mike, we've talked about Philip Lindsay a lot yeah. in the past couple weeks, but one kind of aspect of it that I'd like to follow up on you with is he, you know, he's a leader in the nation carries right now. You go back to the beginning of the year, did you expect that to happen? Is that just the result of 
some of the struggles you've had offensively? Why do you think the load has mounted so much? Well, um, number one, he's in better condition than he's ever been. He stayed healthy, um, and uh, he's been hot, <laughs> you know, so we kept giving it to him. Uh, you know, he's in the past, he's had a couple of nicks here and there that we felt like um, we couldn't overuse him so to speak, but uh, he wants it and he's been able to come in. He, he'll, he'll bring himself out if he's tired, but he goes you know, right back in. Um, so I, I think that uh, his ability to stay durable and, and, and compete and play at a high level, he doesn't slow down. He seems like he picks up steam. And uh, so that's why he's been getting it so much. And you know, we, wanted, we wanted to run him too. I mean, we wanted that's something we felt like we could do this year. His rehab during like, the middle of the league, is he doing anything differently or anything special well, to keep he, himself so fresh? Well, with our, our building here is phenomenal. So we have, you know, we have the recovery pools they can be in all the time. Um, you know, we have the ice pools. We have massage therapists. We have all the stuff. So he uses all of that to the T. And then in practice, um, you know, we don't rep him a whole lot during the week in practice when you carry the ball that many times on the weekend. We just get him ready. And he knows everything we're doing. He's running a million times and doesn't make very many mistakes at all. And so uh, – so we keep him healthy during the week. The early signing period is now less than a month away. For teams that qualify for the bowl, how challenging is that going to be in December to both recruit and get your team ready for the bowl game? Uh, well, you know, going to a, a bowl game uh, will advertise for yourself because there'll be commercials, there'll be different things out there. So those kids sitting in the, their houses or looking on their phones, which they never look on their phones, do they? And so um, I think they'll see all that stuff. So that helps you, I believe. Um, the negative side of it is you'll be practicing. You won't be able to get out quite as much. Um, you really hardly have time to get everywhere. The head coach can go only you know, one time. It's hard to get everywhere um, in that small a time by signing on the 20th, you know. So, uh, so that makes it a little bit tougher. So you might have to visit some kids after they sign that hopefully have already been to your campus uh, on an unofficial visit, been here unofficially. Um, and uh, they they don't mind you coming and visit them later, um, so that 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 will be tough for some of the bowl situations for sure. But I still think being in a bowl will it, um, rec helps recruiting itself just because you have all the commercials, the game itself, all the media print out of it um, uh, makes it good. And then we'll have some. Uh oh, you you'd be fine in our staff meetings. You'd have to buy everybody lunch if your phone goes off. Um, so, uh, so you bought everybody lunch. You got it back there, right? Okay. Um, so I think that there, there's pros and cons for it. When you say everybody, is that just all the coaches, the coaching staff, or everybody that's in our staff room? If they have their phone goes off, they have to buy lunch for everybody. So. <laughs> one thing I've been hearing the last few, we talked about it a little bit. But one thing I've been unless it's a big time recruit calling in, then they. Get <laughs> all right, go ahead. One thing I've been hearing from, uh, especially your defensive players over the last few weeks, is that Alex Fontenot has really shown some good signs, making people, <coughs> making some of the older guys angry. Uh -huh. What do you see out of Alex, and what kind of running back can he be? Well, we will see uh, this fall. But so what? So what he showed this fall so far um, is he's explosive and he's running. He's gotten bigger and stronger, lifting four days a week with Drew Wilson. I think that's really helped. Um, and uh, this spring will be big for him. Um, and hopefully he can do what we think he can. Mike, a tidbit in the notes here today. This is going to be your 100th game as a head coach in college football. I didn't know that's, that. That's, that's quite a few. I mean, yeah. uh, time sure flies, I'm guessing. But when you think about that last oh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, first comes to my mind. Um, 
I, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is I can remember my first game, um, San Jose State going to play Alabama at Alabama, and they were ranked number one in America and just won the national championship. Um, and, uh, and then all the players and coaches we've worked through through the years is kind of what I think about um, when I think about that. And uh, that's pretty interesting. Like you've talked about how this game is basically competition for a bowl bid. Yep. Um, just speak to, I guess, what going to a bowl would mean for this program as you try to, I guess, keep that momentum that the team built last year. Yeah. Um, well, number one, it's this university's had a great history. I mean, there for years, you didn't even think about them not going to a bowl game, right? I mean, I think from 86 to 87 or whatever till 2004, they always went, right? I think they might have missed, they might have missed one in that time period. And there wasn't as many bowls. You probably were, had, you were probably bowl eligible. There wasn't as many bowls at that time. Um, and so I think that uh, that tradition is here, which it should be. And the, the, last year the guys got it started, and this year they want to keep it on. I know the, some of the older guys that were here last year have been calling them and said, don't let it end. Um, and uh, so that would be extremely important for us um, to keep that going. At the, at the same time, um, does that affect next year's team, um, how many games we win? I don't know if it does or not, but I think it overall affects the overall view of the program and uh, um, uh, that type of thing. So I think momentum-wise on um, recruiting and different things like that, I think it makes a bigger deal. But as far as when you line up next year to play, they don't think about, well, we went to a bowl game next year, we should win more games. No, I don't think they think that at all. You gotta, you, you're, it's a whole new team again. And uh, um, so you have to start back over and go from there. But the tradition of it, keeping that going, uh, I think propels the program um, and puts more next year, the next guys feel that. The next year, the next guys feel that. So I think that's, that's important. So we definitely would, would like to do it, uh, just like Utah would. Does it help with the extra practices you were able to get in, though? Yeah, um, the extra practices do help, um, uh, uh, I think, to an extent. Um, and uh, but you also at the same time, it depends on when our bowl game falls. If it's later or earlier, you, your practices will be a little bit different. Uh, if it's later, you'd have, you have more opportunities to be a little bit more physical, especially the young guys. If it's earlier, you're in exams, there's not as many, it's, it's a little bit tighter. So uh, it just depends on which one you go to. Mike, just to piggyback on what I asked about earlier, not to ask you to do too much self-reflection here, but this past year in your coaching life has been a lot of ups and downs, I'm sure, throughout your coaching career, that's how it's been. But how do you characterize the past 12 months, whether it's been how you guys have struggled on the field or some of the off-the-field stuff you had to deal with? Just Have you spent time to kind of just think about what this past year has been like and what, what's kind of kept, kept you focused through all that? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I've been focused on the next game and the next situation and, and different situations with our kids on our team and that type of thing. So, um, you know, you just take it day by day and um, wake up. Thank God you're alive and, and you have an opportunity to, to keep trying to affect people and affect the situation, and, and, uh, and then you move on from there. So all I've been really been thinking about is how do we get these guys to play well against Utah and then thinking about I'm flying out the next day recruiting, and, you know, you just kind of keep moving. Um, uh, I don't know if you, have you ever seen the movie The Program? Yeah, you know, like the guys walking off and they they got the head coach hanging on a 
thing, and he's, well, coach, you better win this year. And he goes, and he goes, and he has all those situations that happen during the season. Well, they win. And he's walking out the next year, and they've got a guy up there going, yay, coach. You know, but, you know, who knows what happens the next year. So you just keep moving along and keep going. Um, and there's, you know, life's, life, is, life is a roller coaster. You need to stay steady. And, uh, you know, my faith and my uh, belief in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and my family are my rock. And so you just keep doing that and keep moving on, and hopefully you can keep um, making the right steps and influencing the young men that you coach and the coaches you work with. And, um, you know, I'm not perfect every day by any stretch. You can ask those guys back there in the back, but I think they know that I'm real. So you just keep going. Coach? From talking to Isaiah this week, it seemed like there's a lot of sense on this team that it felt like 2015 because you couldn't quite make the plays at the end. Do you reflect back at all on that year and kind of what gave you guys success? What made you get over the hump? Uh, no, I haven't reflected <laughs> to back. I just trying to figure out how to get the team best for the next week, for the next game. Um, and uh, so, um, you know, a lot of this team was not there in 2015. So, you know, like the guys that, that were there can think about it or played. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, that's probably a good comparison on some of the situations. Um, but, uh, no, I haven't really reflected on 2015 viewing that with this. You know, when this season's over and we get through the bowl game and we're, we'll, we'll have a time after we get through signing date, then we'll come back and we'll look and we'll reflect on things that we positive and negatively and things we can improve on and how to um, – you know, help our players get better and, and an overall program get better, and then introspective, see different things that I can do better. And then because you can always improve, uh, I always tell the players all the time, and I say it to myself when I say it to them, you're either getting better, you're getting worse, nothing stays the same. And um, everything changes weekly and especially yearly. My two, five, and six teams, this, this game has always been a touchdown in the last for the last six years. What, what are the intangibles that, that are going to make the difference in this game? I think how each team comes into the game, you know, the, the attitude and desire that each team walks on that field with, and I believe both of them will come with that. With that. And then it's just going to be um, execution. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that both teams are pretty evenly matched. And so I think, you know, the old coach, coachism, but it's true, is the turnover situation will make a big difference in the football game. I see that Utah has lost six of their last seven. Yet watch, watching them the other night against Washington, they didn't look like a team that has lost six no, of their no. last seven. Your thoughts on Utah? No, they're uh, they're very talented. Um, their quarterback Huntley can uh, run around. He can sit in the pocket and make throws. He can run on the run and make throws. He can beat you with his legs. Uh, their offensive line is big and powerful. The receivers are long and athletic. Uh, defensively, uh, they got good pass rushers. Um, their, their secondary uh, will strike you. Um, their linebackers we played against last year are really good players. Um, they got an excellent kicker and they got an excellent punter. I mean, they're a good football team. They've just kind of been snake bitten here or there, kind of like we have in a few close games. You know, you flip a couple close games, we're both sitting, we're both going in this game like eight and three or nine and two. It's a whole different story. Um, but we didn't. And that's uh, um, something that uh, both of us are probably going, why? And uh, we'd like to finish off strong. But they are very talented. Anything else for Coach? Are y'all, did y'all already eat lunch back there, guys? We're going to eat after. Oh, okay. All right. All right, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys.
All right, quarterback Steve Montez, running back Bill Lindsay. Questions for the guys? All right, this is for both of you. Everyone knows what's on the line this week. Obviously, a bold bit. I asked Coach this question. Um, do you guys feel like getting to a bowl game is important to continue the momentum that this program has built over the past year and a half? Um, I mean, yeah, it's definitely important. I mean, who doesn't want to make a bowl game? Who doesn't want to get those extra practices and, and get that extra time and, and get that, those, those gifts? And there's so much that goes along with the bowl game that's, that's good stuff. So, I mean, of course we want to make a bowl game. We're really excited about it. We've been working hard for these last two weeks, working real hard. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's what we're playing for right now. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're playing the game for. We're playing it <clears throat> to go to bowl games and, you know, if, if you if you have the you know right things put together at the same time, a championship. So that's that's why we play the game. So uh, that's what we're looking forward to is uh, executing uh, Saturday, uh, getting the the W, and uh, having fun at our bowl game. You guys, so what's the biggest value in this bye week? Was it just simply the the time off and the rest, just kind of healing some some beat up bodies? I, I say it's a little bit of both. Uh, you got to sit back and, and enjoy college football and see it, watch it, you know, and 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 see some of you know your friends and stuff that play on other teams. But it also makes you hungry because it makes you want to be out there too, competing. It makes you want to show out too. So I think it's good to see that it helps us heal our bodies and helps us get refocused. Phil, who was your bitter rival in high school? My bitter rival in high school. Yeah, was there a team out there? Was it? Uh, I mean, because I went to South, it would be East. There was East. a different East, yeah. We always, at that time, there was a lot of talent on both sides, and we all grew up together. And so it was, uh, so we all knew each other. So going into the games, it was always, it was always a fight. It was always a dog fight, but it was fun and exciting. Growing up here, you know mm -hmm. the history that Colorado had with Nebraska and how yeah. they were bitter rivals. Who is CU's bitter rival right now? Does, do the Buffs have one? I mean, you know, you always have the Rocky Mountain Showdown, you know, and that's always, that's always... You know, you got it's, it's about pride for Colorado, and then I mean, honestly, Utah has we we've been back and forth for a long time now, going back and forth, uh, and uh, it's been close games, you know, and and they're a tough team, they're they're well coached, they're a disciplined team, and every and we know every year we're going to get their best, and they know we're going to get we're going to give a, give them our best too, so it might it might end up being Utah, here, you know, here. Stephen. Uh... Mike said there's still a rule around the facility that you guys can't wear red going back to the old Nebraska days. It seems like it just kind of follows in line with Utah. Oh, man. <laughs> I wear so much red, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't, Do you wear I, it in the complex, and does anyone ever say anything to you? I Nobody's never ever seen, told me anything. I, I ain't really seen Montez. I have an all-red shirt. <laughs> so like does, just, I'm not it's around. just red. Like, it doesn't have anything else on it. It's plain, and it's red. But nobody's told me anything. But it's not for Nebraska because I don't like Nebraska either. Right. <laughs> well, next year when you guys play Nebraska, I mean, Darian's not going to let that happen. I don't think I'll be wearing red that week. <laughs> Any other week, though. We'll see. I don't know. Steven, you guys have Bryce Bowe, who's had the best statistical year of his career. What do you see on him beyond the numbers? He's a playmaker. He's got great hands. He gets open. He gives himself space. Um, He's been a been a huge target for me all year, um, and then obviously me and Bobo kind of have a we have that little connection, just personally. <coughs> Call him pops, and 
all that. We have, we like to have fun with that. So, I mean, it's cool. Bobo's been he's been really good to me. He's been cool, and he's made a ton of plays for us. And he's a great player, and I I like I like to see what he's gonna do at the next level. How'd that start with him? That connection with him? I just we just kind of started joking around with each other in the locker room, and then joking around more and more, and now it's just kind of just grown into a friendship. I think the key thing he missed out was Bubba can block too. Bubba is one of the best blocking receivers. That's very true. He's physical, and uh, I know that he every every time you run his way, you're going to get a good block. From him. And he's got four legs and a tail. Yeah. He's strong. <laughs> what does that mean? He's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dog. Steven, what do you think you've learned this season, first season as a full-time starter, that you're going to be able to take into this offseason? Um, no matter what happens in the season, just got to keep working. I mean, obviously, season hasn't gone how we wanted it to, but I mean, that doesn't matter because we still got the next week and then the next week and then the next week. And even when the season's over, we still got the off season. So we just got to keep working. Hey, Phil, we've talked about your usage this year quite a bit. You know, entering the last half of the season, though, you're leaving the country in carries. If you had been told that being the year, would you have believed it? And, and, and what do you think has led to just that amount of? Uh, I mean, for me, I'm I'm up for any challenge. So I would have believed it because I'm the type of person I am. I'm a soldier, period. So I take the, I take what I have what I have to do, and uh, you know, and I'm gonna continue to do it. You know, that that's it. Uh, you know, I don't feel no other way. I, I just want to do is win for my program, win for my teammates and my family. So that's what it's all about. You missed your entire senior year of high school. Didn't you? Yeah. Coming to your senior year of college, is that in the back of your head? I gotta stay healthy. I, want to uh, I mean, it's always in everybody's back of their head, especially coming to the end of it and going into uh, my future. But you know, at the end of the day, you just gotta go out there. And I've, I've been taught and learned that when you play hard, good things come your way. So I'm gonna just go out there and play hard. And uh, you know, and at the end of the day, if it's God's plans for me to finish out the, this this game in the bowl game, then you know, then that's what it comes down to. So. Uh, I, I leave it in God's hands. Mike said that some of the seniors from last year have been uh, texting or calling. I don't know if it's him or you guys saying, hey, don't let that bull streak stop. we got to get back to a bull game. Have you heard from any of your old teammates kind of imploring you guys to get it done? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I've heard from uh, many, of, many of our uh, former teammates. They just want to see us do well, and they want to see the program continue to flourish. And uh, they know how hard it is to go to a bowl game. They know how hard it is where we came from, from the beginning to now. So it's, it's, it's always good to look back and be, uh, you know, be able to have people on the team you know and be like, hey, you guys got to keep it going. So it's motivation. Phil, when you look at your career, obviously your senior year of high school, you spent the whole year yeah. with 20 CL. They fly here in connection that uh, you've, never, you've never missed a game in college. Yeah. You might actually set the record for most games played in a CU uniform. Yeah. What does that mean to you, you know, coming off of the senior year you had in high school, to be able to stay so durable? Uh, definitely. I mean, it means a lot. Actually, that was my first goal when I stepped foot on campus. Uh, I wrote it on my piece of paper to be able to make sure I play in every single game in my college career. And, you know, you know, if I get past the rest of these practices and get to my game in Utah, I would have, and then go into the bowl game. So uh, it, it just feels like it just shows that I'm durable. You know, people won't always ask. And they always had that doubt, you know, because of small running backs. But there you go. There's nothing else you can tell me and nothing else you can say. Steve, I'm pretty sure Seppo was here for senior day. Um, Seth, did you guys share a special moment? Did he have any kind of – I didn't, I didn't get a chance to talk to him after the game. 
but I did I did see him before the game. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, that, that's my boy. So uh, we uh, we uh, exchanged a couple of words here. He, was, he told me to enjoy the moment. It goes by fast, but at the end of the day, I'm, I, got, I was glad to see Sefo. He looked like he was in a good place. He was smiling, enjoying life. You know, that's all you can do. Obviously, you know, execution is probably the biggest thing going into any game you guys play. But the fact that you and Utah seem to be so similar this year, not only are your records the same, but you've both been snake bit and you've both been close to having seasons that might be seven, eight, yeah. or nine wins away. So how much does, I guess, determination or forgetting about the past play a role in the outcome of this game? Go ahead, Stephen. You start. Um. I mean, I think we just got to forget about the, the games that we've already played because, I mean, they're, they're done now. There's nothing we could do about the games that we lost or the games that we won. It really doesn't matter at this point. All that really matters is us going into Utah and, and hopefully getting this win. I mean, so for both of us, you know, we have a lot of respect for each other. And we know that, you know, we're in a situation where it's like a playoff. You know, it's win or go home. And we, we know that we got to go out there and, and it comes down to – uh, having each other's back, and it's whoever's going to stay close the longest, and who's going to who's going to continue to take the punches and keep rolling with it, and who's going to keep dishing the punches out, and it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and it's going to come down to everybody being on the same page, and it may even come down to uh, our you know the kickers, you know both of them. So uh, on both sides, they, they I know I know that you know we've been preparing our kicker uh, like crazy this week because. You just never know. It's it's a it's like a rival game. Uh, the Pac-12 has been been a you know exciting exciting year this year because you don't know who's gonna win. Right. You know every every Saturday is somebody different. So we just all got to be ready. We have to get Phil over to a Pac-12 member shotgun. You've had many hairstyles in your career. Here. Is this your definitive slideshow Bob look? <laughs> 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 no, no, but. I have one more style for the bowl game that I'm gonna come out with. You gonna come out bowl? <laughs> that would shock the people. Come out bowl. Some people would be sick. Thank you guys. All right. Appreciate you. Shout out later. Do you feel you're really start? Or do you feel like you're really back in the swing of things here at the D1 level? It seems like in the last few weeks or so you've really kind of taken that jump. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I had to get accustomed to uh, the Division One level coming from JUCO. I mean, I was really in a competitive uh, environment at, in Mississippi at JUCO, but yeah, these last few weeks I really feel like I've I've been playing really well, and I just plan to keep playing well and uh, competing. Rick, is uh, this Utah game a intense, bitter rivalry, or is it just another Pac-12 game for mm, I would say it's a pretty big rivalry, I guess, for us. You know, last year we were playing for a Pac-12 South title. This year both teams are have the bowl game on the line. So uh, I would say we, the past couple of years, we definitely have a lot on the line. And just since I've been here, the Utah game has always been a close game. The game just came down to the very end. And, you know, they've won a couple since I've been here. We won last year, so I think that's rivalry starting to build. We both of you talked about the challenges of Utah's offense and the different challenges they present. Number one, Rick, you talk about 
I mean, Tyler Huntley is a real athletic quarterback. He beat you running, beat you pet throwing. And if you let him run, he's real fast. He'll get to the edge, run down the sideline, he'll run, by, run by DBs, run by linebackers. And then just they're all line, real big, physical. I, I think that's one thing Utah kind of like prides himself on is having a real physical line and get the running game going. Yeah, and going along with Tyler Huntley, he, he likes to make plays. And on their court, uh, receivers uh, on broken plays can get open. And, so we and they have really big, quick, fast receivers. So it's going to be a challenge, and uh, they're really good. Rick, Phil was in here earlier talking about leading the country in carries, but also being a guy who's never missed a game playing at CU. I don't know how often you see this guy work out in between games during the week. What about his routine do you think has allowed him to, to stay as healthy and limber with that much workload? Uh, I think just the fact that he's in the training room every single day. I think that uh, Phil's one of the people you'll see in this facility. Early, he was like one of the first people in the building in the morning. And if you see him in the training room, he always has his morning routine of stretches that he does with his music on. And you know, sometimes we give him, we joke about it when he's in there because it looks like he's doing aerobics sometimes. <laughs> but you know, it's what he does. He does it every single day. He never, never skips a beat. And he's always in the training room. So I think just the fact playing running back and playing every single game just since he's been here, I think just that's been a real helpful for him. Hey, Dante, I, I don't know how much um, the team success last year had in you coming to Colorado, mm -hmm. but based on their rise last year, I guess how important is it that you guys follow that up with a bowl bid this year? Yeah, the, the success last year was, I mean, was it, honestly was a thing, reason why I did come here. Uh, I, I came to the Utah game, it was a great environment. I was like, man, this is awesome. Uh, and, yeah, they had a great secondary, and I was just—I wanted to be in that secondary. I, I watched them play; they were—they were competing, just awesome. They all went to the NFL, mm -hmm. so I was like, I would—I would love to be in that secondary next year. And yeah, so I just—we just want to keep it going. We want to keep try to keep the momentum going as a defense. We want to play fast and just try to live up to what they did last year. I'd say just over the past like year, I guess, you know, coming off the su success from last year, <laughs> he was kind of pushing on a lot of us because uh, we had a lot of younger guys on the team, especially having, losing a lot of guys defensively, offensively, uh, and just like pushing us because he wants us to be great. He knew he knows what we we're capable of, and I think just he's been re real helpful, especially in the secondary. You know, we only having one secondary coach. You know, him him being with the, the cornerbacks, helping them out, and I think he's just been uh, real, just trying to be there. He's been real focused on the team, you know, especially during the season with the highs and lows of winning games, losing them at the end. Uh, but, you know, we just got to keep fighting. Yeah. Yeah, Coach Mack, he, he demands greatness. Uh, he just, he's going to push us as hard as he has to. And I really respect Coach Mack. He, he hasn't changed. He's always, he's always demanded greatness out of us and wanted to get the best out of each and every one of us. And uh, coaching corners, he, he's a corner, he coaches his corners. and. Uh, he, he really he pushes us really hard, and I feel like he's made my game a lot better since I've gotten here.
I imagine that coming into this game, you guys fully expect to be a dogfight. Both teams, you know, it's a, it's a playoff game, really. What is the key to limiting those self-inflicted mistakes and finally getting over the hump in this one? Uh, I would say defensively, just, you know, making tackles, whether it's in the open field, in the box, it's the running back receivers, court, the quarterback running ball, wrapping up, making tackles is going to be a big key for us because uh, they, they live off of those yards after catch, the quarterback scrambling, running back breaking tackles. And just I think another key is just turnovers. And more turnovers we get force, whether it's a fumble, interception, anything we can give the offense a chance, gives us an edge to win. And I think that's one thing this year. It, like We've been preaching and been going after it, but there's times in some games we'll drop an interception, drop, not get the ball out on the fumbles, things like that, which might have hurt us a little bit, but I, I you know, last game of the year, don't really have anything else left to where we got to execute, on, especially on turnovers. So Coach was telling us how uh, red is still a banned color in the Colorado football facilities back from the old Nebraska rivalry days. So have either of you been caught wearing red in the facility? Has anyone ever told you about this? Do you know anything about it? Is uh, I have a pair of, like, red vans that I wear sometimes, and – I've heard it more when I, my freshman, sophomore year when I first got here. Right. I haven't heard it so much recently, but I guarantee you next year, especially when we play Nebraska, they, I don't think anybody in the facility will wear anything close to red. Yeah, when I first got here, I actually did. I was wearing all types of colors, and it was like, yeah, you need to, you have to get some CU gear. <laughs> and uh, so I've, I haven't worn any other colors but CU gear ever since then, so I haven't been really wearing red at all. For both of you, who do you think CU's biggest rival is? Uh, I would guess since I've been here, probably Utah. Really? Just because, uh, and we always play them at the end of the year. It hasn't changed. And usually something, especially the past couple of years, something's been online, whether it's us playing for a Pac-12 title or just this year uh, playing for a bowl game. And the games have always been real physical, real close games going down to the end. So I'll probably say Utah. I mean, yeah, since I've been here, uh, I mean, my official visit was a Utah game, and I know that was an electric environment, and I, I know it came down to the wire, too, so uh, this is a big week for us, so I, I had to say Utah as well. Eric, um, as a senior captain, after going through the successes of last year, and now having this, uh, the most important game to get to a bowl, um, how big a disappointment would it be to not make a bowl this year? Mm, I would tell you, be, I guess for just the team in general, kind of a disappointment. Not really to the program, but more of to us. You know, we had the goal of winning, going, winning a Pac-12 title going into it. We didn't get that goal, and now our goal is to get to the bowl game. And not getting to that, I think, really hurt us personally, especially the senior class. I mean, like coming from last year, going to the bowl game, and this year not just coming up short to it, I think. It, would be a real disappointment to that. Rick, I was talking to Isaiah this week, and he was saying that it seemed to him that a lot of guys were reflecting off of the 2015 season. He said that even though he was still a little bit younger, because you guys couldn't quite, you know, make those final few plays to win those games, he was thinking back to what kind of gave you success. Have you guys done that at all this week, the older guys in the bye week, just kind of thinking back to what can get you there? Uh, definitely, especially just talking to the other guys. The guys who played on the defense last year, you know, we're always preaching of like things that we, what did we do last year? What helped us? 
whether it's that practice, off the field, uh, in games, things like that, just communicating with each other and just helping out the younger guys, especially a lot of the guys who it's their first year playing in the Pac-12 and just doing anything we can to just help them out. Rick, um, have you heard from any of your teammates last year? Matt, Coach Mack brought up the point that some of those guys have called or texted, kind of helping implore you guys how important it is to keep this game full games alive. Have you heard from anybody along those lines? Uh, yeah, I talked to uh, K.O. and Addison a lot. Talked to them frequently. Uh, same with like Cepho and Cheeto. That was probably like the four guys I talked to the most. And they're always telling me like we got to make the bowl game. We got to make the bowl game. Keep it, keep it going because you know they're they're proud to be. A, uh, CU Buff, they played here, and they just want to see the team success keep on going. More questions for the players? Thank you.